Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show. Hey, hey, episode 52. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, if you didn't hear our episode on Sunday night after the brackets were released, Shani and I explained to you the bracket contest, our first annual Breaker Culture Bracket Contest, and yeah, it's free dinner. Go jump in. You get two free entries, and look, we're giving away over $400 in Breaker gift cards, maybe even a couple more added in the 11th hour. But, uh, but yeah, the first place... Um, Point Getter is going to get three different gift cards to some of the awesome breakers that have contributed. Second place is going to get two. And last place is going to get one. But best of all, first place, we're going to invite you to join the show after uh, March Madness is over and talk about your bracket, talk about college basketball, talk about how you got so lucky. Um, yeah. So you do it. Join. Come on, guys. Have some fun with us. But, uh, but hey, look. Before we jump into the interview for today, I released a couple new pricing ladders this week, and if you haven't had a chance to jump on and check out the most recent Bowman Draft ladder, you definitely need to do it. So uh, this is 2008 Bowman Draft, so this past year, and I, I made a comment about this on Twitter, and uh, and I also comment on this inside the ladder itself in my commentary. But look, this might be one of the strongest products I think I've ever pulled data on. Uh, I'm just incredibly impressed with how strong 2018 Bowman Draft is. And look, I didn't really make any investments in it myself, so I don't have any uh, skin in the game, as they say. But the the, the checklist continues to get better and better. Um, and, and again, it, it, the beautiful thing about Bowman Draft is that it, it comes out at the end of the year. So if it comes out hot, um, that's usually a great thing, and typically it does, but it dies off relatively quickly, and then you start to see a swing back up once spring training hits. With Bowman Draft this year, it just it never died off, and it continued to be pretty strong. And uh, here we are, what, mid, very end of March, mid to late March, and there's 60, I believe there are 62 names on the checklist for autos, for, for base autos. 32 of them, so more than half average over $10 a base auto. I mean, that's crazy. That's unheard of. Over half of the deep, large checklist is averaging over $10. Um, and you have some names in there that are holding strong, you know, at their, their release prices, which is crazy. You know, Nolan Gorman's at 121. You know, Grant Levine moved up from, from basically number nine or 10 to number two and is averaging 60 bucks. So, uh, check it out. A lot, a lot of commentary in there. Um, I, I got a lot of data for the top ten and for the the list as a whole. Um, I think Bowman Draft is one of the funner products to to track, and so this is definitely no exception. Uh, with that being said, today I had the opportunity uh, of speaking with Ethan from Prestige Worldwide, and uh, Shani and I talked about Prestige Worldwide a couple weeks ago when we were talking about eBay breakers and Prestige is. Is uh, I've been wanting to hear their story for a while. Um, 
because uh, they they have somewhat of a unique place in, in the hobby. There's again, there's a handful of eBay breakers that have really made their mark that have um, been around for three plus years that have garnered enough feedback to where I mean they they can kind of swing their weight around uh, in the hobby and they can feel confident that you know they're they're here for the long haul. Prestige is one of them. Prestige has kind of that unique place because they've been offering that skunk policy hobby pack. If you don't get a hit, you get a hobby pack um, for a few years now. And I, and I think it's awesome. I think it's one of those kind of different things that uh, a breaker's doing and they've stuck with it. And you get to hear kind of why they stuck with it. And one of the great things about breaker culture and really the podcast in general is that I do get the opportunity to hear the origin stories of group breakers and other, you know, hobbyists and folks that are doing things in the hobby. And it's one of my favorite parts about running the website and doing this podcast, because I think all of us can kind of connect with this. Hey, uh, we were doing this in life and then we felt like there was an opportunity to jump into group breaking. And, uh, and you can kind of relate to that. There's a lot to uh, uh, connecting with that, uh, with all of our professions, but, but really, uh, this is no exception. I, I really did enjoy talking to Ethan. You know, there, there's a lot of times that I have these interviews, and I mentioned this in the past before, where I have to do a lot of editing afterwards, cutting out some of the the, the awkward moments or the things that maybe um, maybe I didn't ask correctly. Uh, but I, I literally didn't have to edit one second of this. Uh, Ethan is just a easy guy to talk to. He's very knowledgeable, and the story is just fun to hear. So. Enjoy the conversation with Ethan and Prestige Worldwide. Go check them out at PWC underscore cards on eBay or just type in Prestige Worldwide and uh, and it'll pop up once you Google that. But uh, other than that, go check out BreakerCulture.com. Check out the ladders and, of course, go into the, the Breaker Culture March Madness Bracket Contest for a chance to win a gift card. Enjoy the interview. Ethan, what's going on, man? How you doing? Ty, how's it going, man? I'm doing really well. How about yourself? <laughs> doing awesome. It's a late night on a Thursday. It is. Conference play in college basketball. I mean, we picked the perfect time to do this. <laughs> That's all right, man. It, you know what? It, it is what it is, and we'll make do. We'll make do. That's right. So you you guys, I mean, I'm assuming tonight's your break night for you guys. Are you breaking we tonight? Actually, Scott, I believe right now, we just filled a tiered filler of uh, basketball, a three-team break uh, on our website, which is like the first time in two years because we stick primarily to eBay. Uh, <laughs> but we've said, let's let's give the site a try and, and see if we can continue to engage with some of our regulars. And sure enough, wouldn't you know it, a little trifecta basketball tiered random mixer filled, and it's it's a little three-box action. Nothing nothing too big, but, you know, something to wet the whistle on a nice college <laughs> basketball night. So Beautiful. Beautiful. So, yeah. so what does a tiered mixer mean? What exactly are so we talking about? It's, it's like a multi-team random. So the spot that you are purchasing, you'll get three random teams. Okay. Uh, that's assigned, obviously, at the beginning of the break through random.org. And you never know who you get, man. And sometimes you get some crazy squads. And uh, so how the tiers work is based on certain teams, on their tiers of whether or not, you know, they've got multiple rookies or multiple hits. Uh, we've tiered multiple teams, and so you'll get one from each of those tiers, and those are all available in the description 
on the website. We try to make that as public as possible. And then you can kind of do some research and look through the checklist and see, you know, what are some of the teams that you're hoping to get in each of your tiers, but it's kind of a cool and unique way to, to break. So we nice. thought we'd give it a again and it's, it filled pretty quick. So, Hey, hey. yeah. Well, NBA is hot and heavy. Maybe that's why. It sure is. <laughs> the Luca, the Luca phase is, is as crazy as I've ever seen it. So it is such a cool thing to chase as well. Not even yeah. as a, as a collector or, or as a breaker, but even a watcher just to, mm. to feel and watch in it on a break. And when you see someone pull a Luca, you're, you're just ecstatic for them. And, and even as breakers for us, when we pull stuff like that, I think that's just another part of breaking that not many people um, realize for, for us breaking as prestige worldwide, we find so much joy in being able to pull those cards for people. And then, you know, when, when you go hitless, we, we feel your pain. We really do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think everyone, well, you guys, I mean, you guys have a unique kind of value prop, you know, let's, let's back up. I didn't even give you a proper introduction. It's not even fair. That's all right, My man. goodness. All right. So for folks that don't know, and some of you may have heard our recent advertisement we threw, we were talking about this earlier today, actually, and we recorded earlier this morning, Shani and I were talking about eBay breakers and you guys came up, we were talking about what you guys do. Prestige yeah. worldwide cards and sports. You guys are one of the prominent eBay breakers okay. been around wow. for quite some time. I, I would say so, right? And again, you can yeah. judge that in a lot of things, but you look at sure. feedback alone and it's like, oh my gosh, some of these guys really have this down to a science. And that's the beauty of eBay breakers. It's like, it's pretty easy to kind of figure out who's doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? It, take, it, it takes a lot more work than I think any of us ever anticipated. And I mean, we've all have bought and sold stuff on eBay for quite some time, but yeah. man, it's to the point where we, we've really got to make sure all of our T's are crossed and I's are dotted. And, and it takes effort a lot more than we ever anticipated, but it, hmm. it is totally worth it. Awesome. Well, man, I want, I'm super excited to hear you guys' story. Um, yeah. You know, I, we didn't chat beforehand, which is unusual. Usually I kind of know this going in a little bit at least. Um, let's just start from the beginning, man. To give us the kind of the backdrop of how Prestige started and uh, we'll kind of dig into it from there. Sure. So – we began in 2014 and how we even came into the breaking scene was as a complete accident. So I'm a big vintage sports collector guy and memorabilia and apparel. And the national happened to be in Cleveland, Ohio in 2014. And, and I was looking for stuff to buy and looking for stuff to add to the man cave. And uh, I don't even know how I came across the national and uh, I decided I'd check it out on a Thursday afternoon. And I walked in and, and I, I grew up in Cleveland. So I was very familiar with the IX center and immediately was overwhelmed by the amount of people. I mean, I got in 20 minutes before they opened and there was already a large queue of people. And I was like, I, I really don't even know what I'm getting myself into, but here's a 50 foot banner of Jordan. And I'm like, this is definitely where I'm supposed to be. And, and as I'm walking down all the aisles, I've spent <laughs> four hours in and I've sitting down eating a gyro and I'm looking over, I'm like, what in the world is, is breaking? What is what is breaking? So I, I make my way over there and, and I'm just watching. I'm just observing. I, I didn't buy into anything. Um, it was just like, I just wanted to see what it was about. And so I, I go back home and, and Scott, who is another portion of PWW, was my neighbor. I said, Scott, you know, you've got to come check this out. Because, I mean, like most middle-aged guys we grew up with sports cards and so i was like scott you've got to come check this out i, I don't even know how to explain it i'm not even sure really what's happening uh, i know that they stream on breakers.tv uh so let's check this out and then let's go back again on friday and my wife was 
cool at the time with it. So uh, he took work off on Friday or a half day or something like that. We went on Friday and he's like, this is crazy. And so we, we told our friend Rob, who was also a part of PWW, we're like, Rob, you got to come. And Rob went Saturday and then he ended up taking his kid on Sunday. And so in a mixture of four days, we became immersed in the breaking culture and, and we're like, I wonder if we could do this. And so it started off as something super casual with like a, uh, gosh, a 480p camera attached to my <laughs> MacBook and, and OBS to the point where like Scott was at the time really heavy into, into tech in his workplace. He's yeah. like, we, we've got to step up our game. And so slowly and slowly we got better and better and, and it got to the point where it is today. And there were multiple loops that we've had to jump through, but they've all been incredible. And it's crazy to think how it all was because of, of we stumbled upon it and we really didn't even understand it, but it was, it was wow. so, cool. so. Holy moly. That was a yeah, lot. You just was. crammed that entire story into two minutes. That was impressive. <laughs> so, I appreciate that. Um, okay. So let's look back up then. So yeah, were you, you were not a collector at all. So it's funny because growing up as a kid, you know, that was what I asked for. My birthday parties, I had like probably four of my birthday parties that I can remember were all sports card related birthdays where everyone that would come would get a pack of cards and, you know, I would ask for cards or whatever and I'd get a box. And I remember growing up as a kid during the middle of the summer, sitting on my front lawn and whereas kids would sell lemonade or what have you, <laughs> Kool-Aid, I was out there selling cards. And so I, I okay. primarily collected Cleveland apparel and Cleveland cards. So I was you know, at the time, Manny Ramirez was was hot, and Jim Tomey was my favorite player, so I I kept as many of those inserts and, and different variations as I could, and I would sell whatever I could out of my front yard, and I was <laughs> make like twelve dollars a day selling cards for a quarter, and and I didn't care what the Beckett value was; it was just cool to for it didn't matter who they were, young, old, male, female, people just stopping by, like it was some lemonade stand buying baseball cards. And so I, I was, but as I got older, it just kind of phased out and I never really collected. I have my binder of cards from uh, the early nineties and then some of my dad's cards from the seventies and eighties. But I, to say I'm a collector is, is, is so far from it. I just, I just loved it. And so when I saw <laughs> that, I was like, holy cow, this is, this is incredible. The feeling of being able to open a card or pack of cards multiply that times 10 for a box and then yeah. multiply that times four for a case or eight or whatever it was. And I, I think that's why we fell in love with breaking is, is, is not just because of the, you know, the financial situation that you can benefit from that. We, I mean, we feel like we are so far from that in all reality. I think each and every one of us that are a part of the PWW team would, would say it's just the thrill of opening those cards and then and then hitting something like that for someone else and to see them lose their mind in the chat and, and type words that aren't even readable or legible. It's just it's just fun, man. It's a lot of fun. Beautiful. Let's be honest though. There's gotta be points where the the excitement of opening cards wears off. I mean you open oh, so man. much and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't open this product anymore. I think there was Topps Valor football came out. Oh goodness! Okay. And we did we did like a half case break, and it took me like an hour and twenty minutes. And I'm like, oh my, <laughs> let's let's not do this again. Once we get through this case, let's call that one quits. And there are times, but but I tell you, every year as product changes and as new variations come in, and as as people add different types of cards, the excitement is still there because you look at the checklist and you're like, I mean. 
think about the odds of hitting that. Like uh, I pulled a, a tie cob bat knob and, and you know, when you're breaking, you're expecting, obviously when you're, you're looking at products like flawless and NT, you're mm -hmm. expecting to pull something insane. But when you pull a, a tie cob bat knob and it, you know, the value of that card is more than your life will ever be. You're just like, this is, this is historic. This is, this is something that I would never have had my chance to, to probably even see or, or look at, but let alone hold in my hands if it wasn't for, for breaking. And so there are times when you get into Bowman and you're sorting at night and you're just bummed because you're exhausted. But, but I'd say that there's definitely more highs than there is low. So. Totally agree. And, and it's funny. I feel like every year the same product comes out, the same guy's autograph and it doesn't matter. Yeah. The first time you open the cards like heritage this year, it's like, I've seen these autographs every single year. Sure. But it doesn't matter. They're still sure. beautiful. Smells great. And the autograph right. looks just as good as always. It except sure Mike Trouts does not look as good as always. Oh, man. Um, all right, dude. You said gyro. Is that is that an Ohio thing? Like, it's gyro in Kansas City. It's I think it's gyro, gyro in Greece, gyro. too. And, and now in Illinois, my wife calls it a gyro. Like, it's, it is what it is, <laughs> oh, but gosh. it's delicious. It's It doesn't matter. I mean, you... You can get a bad one, but if you go to a fair or even at you know the national, it's pretty solid. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's a go-to. It's it's either you you look for a gyro or yes. you look for a Chipotle, and yep. if all else fails, you try to find a Chick-fil-A. That's the way I approach my meal planning. <laughs> that, this is that is absolutely true. And if you if you're if you have not tried the Chick-fil-A sauce, I don't think you've lived yet. There you go. The fact that you can buy it in the tub is just it's just unreal. Okay, wait. That's possible. You can you literally can get it's like a eight ounce tub of of Chick fil A sauce to take home with you. The obviously you refrigerate it, but it is I mean you can put it on anything. You can put it on eggs, you can put it on your burger. I mean it, it's great. <laughs> you are a true fan. You're true Chick fil A son. Oh um, impressed. That is, that is the truth. Yeah. Well you're married, kids. How many kids do you have? Just one. Okay. We have a a 19 month old and we have a dog who was our first daughter i would say you know it was important <laughs> we learn responsibility before we had a kid and so we've we've got a little 19 month old and and it's funny because she is just now like uh understanding sports and what i mean by understanding is like she's into it like uh i'm a big soccer fan so we were watching the game this week and uh i was getting excited and she would get excited with me and so she's slowly learning words and so <laughs> Afternoon nap. Flop. Were... She learned flop really early. Yeah, she sure <laughs> did. Well, yeah, I'm a Juventus <laughs> fan, so with Ronaldo on there, there's definitely some of that. So yeah. nice. No, I, I don't think there's any greater feeling as a father than sitting down, or as a mother, I guess, uh, sitting yeah. down with your child in your lap, watching a game, and the kids is sitting there looking at the screen with you. There's something. Yeah. Ultimately fulfilling about that, <laughs> and, and 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 hopefully that'll that'll change for the better. I mean, my my daughter was born right before the 0-16 season, and I'm a big Cleveland Brown fan. So that was that first year was rough, and living in Illinois, I paid for you know NFL Sunday ticket. So here I am shelling out <laughs> $250 to watch my squad go 0-16, and, and then last year, you know, it was quite the experience. I woke up on. Thursday morning before the Browns Jets game and called my dad and said, I'm coming home. We're going to the game. And we, there we saw Browns history change forever as Baker Mayfield came in at a halftime. And it was a moment I'll never forget. And now hopefully with this upcoming year, my daughter will experience more than 
more wins than I've probably experienced in my entire life in the last two years of the Browns' history. So it'll be, it'll be a great year. I'm looking forward to it. Cleveland's looking good, man. I, I, you're gonna enjoy that. I, I certainly hope so. My wife and I, we spent a little bit of time in Rocky River. We lived in Rocky River for yeah. about a year, and oh, um, yeah. we got it's the year after LeBron left. Oh man! So like they were burning jerseys in the basically in the streets, and then the uh, LeBron fires were real. Yeah, really were. We, we we drove into that. I remember that day, oh, and wow. then and then the and the Browns were just not good. Oh, but man. I I got a I gained a very real uh, appreciation for Cleveland fans. Yeah. Like legitimately, I just appreciated just the dedication Cleveland fans have to their team. It's yeah, pretty impressive. I, I sure do. I mean, that Cleveland sports, and and if you are if you live in that area and you were born and raised in Cleveland and you're not a fan of them, it, there is very large distaste for who you are as an individual. I mean, that's <laughs> how much they support their teams, and myself included. I mean. Growing up, the fact that the first championship I experienced was the Cleveland Force, a major indoor soccer league team, uh, then transitioning into the um, the AHL hockey team as the, the Lake Erie Monsters won that year, the Calder Cup, and then Stipe Miocic becomes the heavyweight champion, and then you followed it up with the Cavs coming and rewriting history. It was It's crazy to think that it took, uh, gosh, 24 years or so at that time for, for myself to experience a championship for my hometown. We, we've been the mistake on the lake for quite some time, but it, it seems like things are changing. So I would agree. It's exciting. Yeah. Exciting it time. Sure is. Baker Mayfield, Colin Sexton. Man. Sign me up. <laughs> he, Sexton looked rough start of the year, but I oh, tell you what, great. he's really turned around. And, and it, I think it has everything to do with this confidence, yeah. getting Kevin Love back and, when he passes some of the ball, the fact that they're going to probably make the shot probably feeds into his ego a little bit more. And it's been last couple of weeks have been great. You're 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 kind of shaking your head, wondering why they aren't tanking, but at the same time, you're you're seeing a glimpse of who Colin Sexton is. And so, oh, totally, yeah, I'm no, a fan of that. I, I watched him a ton because Mizzou's in the SEC, and I watched Alabama play, and and it, yeah, yeah, big big fan of Colin Sexton. Been promoting that train since he was drafted. So super sure. excited for you guys, but. Yeah. Um, Okay. So you guys got four breakers or five breakers? We have four of us and we have a guy, Jamie Battle Tank, who is who has been with us in the past and Battle and Tank. Wow. Is, what a name. Is I know, right? BT fifty two. We used to uh, <laughs> I, I mean that's going off of the old um breakers names and, and really it's funny of how we all became breakers and how that started off. So Scott and I were, were neighbors. Scott's uh huge part of PWW out of all of us, he does the most work and, and we probably don't give him enough credit, but Scott was the man that kind of runs the show and we're kind of the, the puppets, but uh, I wouldn't have it any other way because the, the work he puts in is crazy, but we're neighbors. So we started off neighbors as, as I shared before. Um, and, and I remember as we were getting started and we'd do single box breaks and then we got into half box, we would, or half case, we'd go from one house to the other, depending on, you know, his kids were sleeping at the time, or if my wife wasn't home or whatever it was, we'd go back and forth and we'd be sorting and our wives hated it. They, they just absolutely couldn't stand it because of all the trash oh, yeah. of all the wrappers and all the cardboard boxes. And then the UPS would constantly be ringing the doorbell and, and they hated it. But then, <laughs> but then they started seeing how much joy it brought us. And, and it was kind of cool. And now it's to the point that on, on release days, when I have a case break on the release day, my wife, uh, will help sort, which has been a lot more enjoyable for me because then I've oh, got yeah. 
someone to talk to when it's 10:30 central time and I'm sitting there sorting cards, listening to music and I feel like I'm just staring down and and she has a new appreciation for for the the hobby and and it's it's such a unique thing the fact that uh something so simple as a picture of someone that you admire on on a on a sports team mm-hmm. on on a, on a piece of cardboard can can bring so much joy to so many people uh and and again breaking has has brought back that that passion that I had as a kid of asking for baseball cards or football cards for a birthday gift so yeah, yeah. no i i agree there's many times that you kind of catch yourself thinking, ah, this is really, really cool that we enjoy this so much. And then many times I think, man, there's a lot of grown men liking this stuff. This is kind of scary. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's kind it of freaking me out. Comfortable. It is. And then, and then the two other guys on the, the squad, uh, Rob, we call him hockey Rob or the judge. Rob's quite the character in, in, in his basement when we were first breaking was so dark, we called it the dungeon. So we would be, we would be in breakers, you know, live in the dungeon with Rob, with hockey Rob. And, and Rob's a big hockey guy. And, and then Alex was actually one of our customers. And Alex just kept coming back and back. And we just had so much. We built a French, we built a friend, a friendship with them. And we're like, yo man, you know, we, we trust you. What do you think about breaking with us? And, and so it, it allows us, to each pick a night out of the week or pick certain times that work with our schedules. And, and I think that's really been the thing that's helped us grow over the years is, is uh, not only eBay allowing us to, to break multiple days from multiple different places. Uh, the fact that we have multiple of us in different areas and different time zones mm-hmm. with different lives. Uh, eBay's helped kind of solidify when we're able to break and, and we know when it's going to happen. So that's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I can genuinely tell that you guys love, well, at least you, I don't know the other guys, yeah. but you, you love, yeah. you love what you do. And it's, that's a, that's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. So yeah. let's, any business, but specifically for breaking, I feel like there's always that moment when you realize, oh my gosh, this actually is going to work. Like yeah. we've kind of made it. We, we can make this thing, we can make this thing work for our families and we can make this sure. thing work for for our livelihood. When was that moment for you guys? Oh man. So in 2014, we really kicked things off and we were pretty heavy into, to prime hockey. Prime hockey at the time was, was really hot. And, and we started to see the financial, you know, prosperity that came from that. And, and for probably two years, two and a half years, we didn't take a single penny out of it. We just kept putting everything back into the business, buying each of us computers so we could all break from the comfort of our own home, shipping supplies, um, supplies, obviously, for the break itself. And so it probably really wasn't until 2016 that we began to to really kind of pay back to ourselves. And I think that's probably another reason why our wives hated it, because we'd be spending hours on end uh, breaking cards, sorting cards, taking them to the post office or what have you. Um but but I think it speaks to our passion for for the hobby itself because we, I don't even think that we would consider ourselves as people who are in it for the money. Again, it's so much more than than money. It, it's it's to us the joy that you get from from opening that pack of cards or, or seeing the response. And then for the teams that do go hitless, that's one of the things that we pride ourselves in is is sending a hitless pack because we've been on the opposite end of that and you you could bust anywhere from $15 down the drain to, you know, 200 and, and even higher than that. And, and you know, it, sometimes it's like, thanks for the insult to injury for sending a hobby pack. But at the same time, it's like, you know what, 
it shows that they appreciate us and and, and I think that's probably in 2016 is when we really start to see that you know this is something mm-hmm. that we could do and, and it begins to be not only worth our time but it, but it's worth the effort it's worth the energy and then again worth the follow-up I think that's the one thing that we enjoy doing is trying to keep track of who the people are that are constantly buying and and, and communicate with them through eBay or or inside the YouTube chat or breakers chat or wherever it might be and mm-hmm. so um, just kind of adding that different element of communication rather than just you pay for your stuff, we show you what you get and kind of move on. Yeah, um, I think that's the personal side of breaking that we enjoy. Nice. Did you guys, were you guys offering that kind of skunk guarantee back then or when did you start adding that? So <laughs> with me being a vintage kind of sports guy and we we began giving like i had like 96 nba packs that we were oh, giving geez. i mean at that time it was just it probably was more insulting than anything but to me i was just so I, my my memory was brought back and we were giving out like 91 hockey just like absolute <laughs> wax trash but to us we were like man it's so great to open these cards again. Like we want to know what you're going to get. And then as, as we started to get to the half case breaks and then the full case breaks, we realized, you know what, we don't want to be on that receiving end because we were at that time getting into breaks as well because we Mm -hmm. were enjoying it. You know, you don't want to get into your own stuff. And so we were supporting other guys and getting in on their breaks. And you know, when you get, you wouldn't get anything, you're like, well, this kind of stinks. And so we, we early on allowed that to be a part of who we were and, and it, it's definitely been rewarding because you get guys that'll send you a message through eBay. You won't believe what I hit, or I just got a one of one, or at least I got an auto, <laughs> that sort of thing. And they're they're really appreciative of it. And and it's just really a simple gesture. And and, it, and it's really not too big of a, a hassle in terms of cost wise to know that what's what's another seventy five cents or what have you per per pack per transaction for guys that don't get get a hit, you know, or like, yeah. cards worth of value. So. No, it's beautiful. It's a great thing. And I mean, most people on eBay, most breakers are they're giving away index cards. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and that was again, talk about the the growth of, of eBay. I mean, when we first started breaking the, the policy of someone yeah. having to get something every time, it was there but it wasn't really highly enforced and then some people started taking advantage of it and filing chargebacks on teams that they'd get for two hundred fifty dollars plus and wouldn't get a card and so we had to really kind of step ahead of the game and again that was just another way that we could do that so yeah yeah for sure let's talk about that for a minute so what what have you kind of found what have you found from ebay in terms of them kind of coming alongside breakers you guys what have they done to make it easier for you guys in the last year or two or have they made it easier for you guys yeah it's hard to say whether they've made it easier for us i think they've provided the opportunity for us to learn how to make sure that we're effectively like getting everything done that we needed to get done in terms of, uh, of shipping how fast that we ship things out and, mm-hmm. and the fact that they, they really encouraged that. Um, but, but even before then, uh, we, we always really prided ourselves on the fact that you'd get a break and within the next day, day and a half, your, your cards were already at the post office and getting out. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, if, if, if you're on the opposite end of that, you you get a hit you either want that for your collection or you want to be able to move that product as quickly as possible um you want to get that card into your hands as quickly as you can and as reliable as you can and so um ebay is great at that because in order for you to keep that seller status where you're on a certain level you have to ship stuff out you know within the two days within two business days or what have you Mm -hmm. uh, and then as well as be able to get that product to that person and so 
Um, there's there's definitely been some things that we've had to communicate within the breaking community with other guys who are taking advantage of that system of, of maybe not necessarily getting a hit or uh, people that have been confused. And, and I think our eBay um, uh, feedback stands out as why we, we pride ourselves as being uh, probably one of the most quick guys in terms of return time for your cards on eBay. If, if you look through all the feedback that we get, that's a lot of things that we get is, you know, great break, you know, appreciate it, but really fast shipping. Um, and, and, but I would say the one thing that negatively impacts us, or, I mean, it bothers us probably more than it bothers someone else is, is when someone leaves negative feedback for something that's, they don't understand how the brakes work or they don't understand, uh, that the guys are, and the checklist for a different team than what they imagined. And so it, yeah. it's been frustrating and, and there's not much you can do about it. Um, and, and the days of you being able to leave negative feedback for someone else are, are long gone. And that that's frustrating in itself. But I think the breaking community, um, we get countless emails, probably I would say twice or three times a month from other breakers saying, Hey, watch out for this person's name, watch yeah. out for this breaking idea. And that's, and I think that's the, the, the good side of the breaking community sure. where, we're all trying to, to benefit for ourselves, but at the same time, we're looking out for each other too. So, yeah, no, that's a great point. That is a great point. I, I have seen that a lot more recently. I feel like too, even on Twitter, um, yeah. just folks yeah. sharing names, Hey, let's, let's expose this guy really quick and yeah. super, super good. <laughs> and it, and a lot of times it's sad. It's either, uh, you know, people not paying for an item that they committed to. And you're like, seriously, yeah. uh, you know, the unsold thing on eBay or someone changes their mind. I, I just saw on Twitter today, someone posted, uh, they're like, someone's deciding that they're, they're not going to pay for an item just because they decided anymore. They didn't want the card. You're like, oh, are you kidding me? Yep. <laughs> we went through the, the whole process of a seven day auction yeah. you win the bid. And then two days later you, you decide you don't want the card. It's, it's frustrating. It is. It is. And I, I try to remind myself in those situations that for every one of those, there's five other good people in the hobby. Oh yeah. You of know, course. cause it's, it's easy to lose sight of that. Cause there is a lot of frustrating annoying uh bottom feeders if you will so but yeah absolutely what, what would you say is the toughest part about dealing with ebay i mean obviously the stuff you just said but anything that come to mind that comes to mind from i don't know the last couple of years where you thought man maybe we should move off of ebay and focus more on our site yeah uh it's tough to say that we've ever really had that thought or the regret of maybe mm -hmm. regressing and going back to the site um the biggest thing that we have to constantly observe and make sure that we're doing is making sure that our descriptions match the item title because we've had a couple of times where people have, have taken advantage of that if something wasn't right in the description, hmm. say, oh, this doesn't match that. And so really what it's taught us is we have to be very careful um, and make sure everything is good. And, and, and a lot of the times, a lot of our guys are repeat customers anyway, but, but it is a very rare circumstance that you'll get that chance. But it does happen. Um, but I, I think obviously the, the primary reason why we switched from our site to the eBay or yeah, from our site to eBay is the idea of, we know when we're going to break, we know who's in what, we know who's got what teams. It's a lot more simple to combine shipping for those, for those kind of people. And so, um, it wasn't until just recently we decided let's, let's start putting things up on the site for, for those that are maybe interested in a, and a break outside of eBay or mm -hmm. just aren't into the bidding war sort of aspect. Uh, so slowly but surely we're making our way back onto the site, but but I, I don't see ourselves abandoning eBay anytime soon. The fees kind of stink, but but again, I think it, it, out, it outweighs us. It outweighs that because we know when we're going to break 
yep. everyone is on the same page and the communication level between eBay and the, the buyer is pretty easy. So, mm. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I, I get it. I really do get it. I, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you know, some, some breakers are, they take that approach where especially new breakers are like, it's, let's just jump on eBay. It's gain a customer audience sure. and let's move off of eBay. But people forget that this is the largest marketplace for a reason. Yeah. You know, it sure is. There's, there's a, there's a lot to be said about feeling safe about everything you do, mm-hmm. but, um, okay. What, uh, what, what would you say is the most costly mistake you guys have made in the last five years? Ooh, costly mistake. Uh, we've, we've bought product that, that we anticipated would, would take off or, or do well that we've, we've lost money on. But, mm-hmm. but, uh, in terms of biggest hit that we've taken, again, Scott's such a mastermind at that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, he's really cautious and, and, and Rob too, as well. Rob is, Rob's the legal side of who we are. We also call, call him the judge. He, he puts the gavel down and, and, and those two guys really, really kind of know what they're doing. And, and I feel like sometimes I'm just uh, the puppet in their show and I'm, and I'm doing whatever, but it, again, it, it's just so cool to be a part of that, that team, you know, it, it really is just breaking in general. It's hard to, to explain it to anyone. I, I had my brother on vacation this last summer with us and, and I told him a little bit about what breaking was, and he goes, "Well, you know, tell me how it works." And so, we bid on a break, and we got the Indians on a spot, and we got like a Mike Clevenger auto out of Inception from like 2016 or something like that. And he's like, "This is incredible!" <laughs> so he's telling his friends about it, and so it, it, it's just kind of it, it's more it's easier to show someone what breaking is rather than explain sure. it to them. And so, uh, I guess it's hard for me to point out the negative things or the the bigger financial hits that we've taken because it's such a good ride that we've had so yeah. far. And there, there's definitely times when people have taken advantage of us and said they didn't get their card, even though the item shows shipped. And so, I mean, they get their refund, but we lose that product or what sure. have you. Sure. Yeah. And I, I totally didn't mean to, to make you think about, uh, financial mistakes. What, no, what, you're good. what um, yeah, no. Yeah. And there's, and I'm sure you've had plenty of those, right? There's been terrible products. There's been terrible yeah. customers like that stuff happens. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure you could think of a couple of products that have been absolutely horrible for you guys. But yeah. what, what is there a point that you can think of in your business, the way you guys are running your breaking business where you thought, oh, my goodness. Or you guys came to this conclusion that we're doing this the wrong way and we need to we need to do a 180 here. We need to approach this differently. Was there was there a policy you guys had to change? Anything that comes to mind that maybe people don't realize behind the scenes you guys had to do a 180? Uh, I, I would say probably that transition from from strictly trying to sell spots on on breakers and trying to do fillers and and what have you to to switching to eBay. Yeah, you know, you you just you feel bad because you know you've got guys that are purchasing six, seven, eight spots to try and fill a product and then it finally fills, but it's you know eight days or seven days or you know even if it was two days or less than that, mm-hmm. you, you you kind of feel bad because you. You've got guys that have bought into something, expecting something to break as quickly as possible. And life just happens sometimes. Maybe it gets later in the night or what have you, and it just doesn't seem to break. And so we kind of we talked about it because we understood the, the PayPal fees would be pretty heavy. The eBay fees would be pretty heavy. Uh, we'd, we'd probably run into some additional cost if we all start moving. As at that point, we were all starting to kind of spread out through the Midwest. We realized, hey, if, if we're going to continue this, we, we need to pick up extra days we need to pick up um, some additional equipment and then on top of that be a little bit more um, 
onto it in terms of shipping. And mm-hmm. so that was something at that point we we were like, it's either going to get to the point where it's going to make us or break us. We'll get hmm. to eBay and we'll see how it goes. And luckily, it's went great for us because, like I said, it's it's just a it's just a joy to be able to do it. Awesome. What's uh what technology? What piece of software or piece of I guess piece of hardware too? Yeah. They what what's one of those items you just can't live without? Maybe it was game changing for you guys. Yeah. So. XSplit was huge for us because we oh. uh, Scott and I were both big Mac guys. So at that time we were only running on OBS, and and obviously our, our operating systems were were great for what we were doing. But in terms of um, being able to broadcast and stream on multiple platforms and stuff like that, we had to make that jump to to Windows. And it's not that we never disliked Windows, but you know we're just Mac guys. We use it for for what they are, and so. That was kind of a lear- back to a learning of a little bit of a newer process of, of how to manage through Windows, but but that was pretty easy. Um, but we've we've spent multiple time, multiple much a lot of time really trying to figure out what are some areas that we can hit in terms of streaming lives on social media sites uh, that might help build an audience. So we spent time on Twitch and and, and it went okay, but uh, obviously YouTube and, and and Breakers are two primary points of of, of interest, and as well as on Facebook, but we're, we're slowly but surely trying to, to figure out new ways to be able to stream uh, on Periscope as well as as Instagram without having to have multiple items running, mm-hmm. multiple cameras running. And it, it is cool to see the different kind of angles and what have you, but it, but it's nice and convenient to have everything running on one system. And so we've we've I've gone through I think three computers myself where we've slowly upgraded my computer. I know Scott's done the same, and, and as well as Rob, and then purchasing computers for Alex as well. So it's definitely taken an investment of making sure technologically we're, we're there. Um, and, and if we were to compare ourselves with other people in terms of background layouts, I would say we're probably a lot more on the simple side. Um, but again, we'd rather focus on, on overall engagement during the break, quality of the camera, obviously getting the video uploaded to YouTube as quickly as possible and then getting those cards in the hand of the consumer. Yeah. Beautiful. I love how positive you are. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm getting to kick out there. We, we, you could easily go down this negative path, but you can tell sure. you're, you're a pretty positive glass half full guy. I like it. And, and it. and it has everything to do with, I think each of our, uh, each of us who, who break with us in PWW, each of our personalities where we've got a group thread and, and, I mean, you get anything in that text message from ridiculously dumb memes to serious <laughs> stuff to sports trash talk. But when it comes down to it, I mean, we just all we realize that this is just a, it's just something fun to be a part of. And the fact that it that it helps pay things off like uh, last year, we at the time I was in Illinois and we were able to all meet together to be able to get, to go back to uh, the national in Cleveland. And then this year we're looking forward to head back up to Chicago and then with myself being a big Browns fan and Alex is a Titans guy this year, the Browns play the Titans this year. So we're going to try and make our way down there. And we've actually never met Alex face to face. I mean, that's how much we trust this guy. Wow. We've never met him face to face, but I'm Alex. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, we'll send you a case. NT's coming out tomorrow, right? Yeah. Here's my address. All righty. We got you. man. Nice. That's impressive. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, obviously you've seen him cause he's been on, camera and stuff but yeah we had, we had multiple conversations with them over the phone and and it, it's i mean it, it just goes to show how the community the card community the hobby can 
can really create more than just friendships. It can create business partners, but, but ultimately it can create uh, opportunities for, for someone else to, to be able to take something that they enjoy doing and, and make it into a hobby that kind of pays back as well. So Yeah, yeah that's really cool. Very, yeah. very cool. Um, all right, let's, let's dig into some products then. You let's cool hear it. All right, yeah. so what's... Um, I mean, when you roll into the new year, what's typically the the one or two products that you are absolutely excited for? NT, obviously, NT and Flawless are those are those two products. But I grew up, I shouldn't say I grew up, when we first got into breaking, Inception football was in. And, and I don't know what it was. I just loved Inception football. And, and it was to the point that uh, I made a deal with, with our breakers. It was probably one of the first few cases that we did if we hit a one of one i was going to eat a dummy card and i think it was like oh, a third, third case in and i pulled like a one-on-one jason morrow and i was flipping out i mean people that are going to listen to this podcast probably like who the heck is jason morrow i mean exactly and i was going bonkers and and here i am remembering scott's holding up this dummy card i'm like oh my gosh and i take like two bites out of it i'm like oh this is uh, there's no way i'm gonna be able to finish this like it's impossible but I was like, at least I tried. And so Inception has always been like that that thing with me. And so even though Inception doesn't exist, I feel like Origins took that over for me. And so Origins might not be, you know, top of the line, most enjoyable product in terms of football, but but it's got some nostalgia feeling to it. Uh, and, and really, even uh, speaking of lower end product, finest football, I don't know what it is about that, but those the prisms and the X factors, the cards in general are just great cards to begin with but um recently i took my my wife and daughter to target well they took me to target and, and i made them pick out some prism basketball packs you know and they picked winners you know I'm pulling, you I'm made them <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, we go down the card aisle we pulled uh, a silver lebron i think i got like 15 plus for it or something like that and then my daughter's pack yielded the trey young red white and blue and so i'm like okay you guys are picking packs for days <laughs> But, but uh, we really enjoy Topps Triple Thread. I tell you what, that hunt for the white whales, man. Oh, yeah, that for, is for fun. Baseball, it, it's just some of the products that I, I don't think get enough appreciation are the ones that I enjoy the most. So Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and it's funny, like you mentioned, the white whale. There's there's so many unique factors about certain products that yeah. a lot of people in the hobby don't realize. Yes. You know, um, I mean, you could point to, I mean, obviously, Triple Threads is a great one. You think of like the um museum collection and the and the framed cards and all those things yes. that you just forget about it they're just so cool like there's a lot of collectors out there that just chase those specific types of cards and it makes it right. so so fun but uh back to this idea of you making your family pick cards like yeah what's up with like I, i'm picturing this happening honey and your 19 month daughter yeah <laughs> You will so, pick a pack of cards. <laughs> yeah, so you know, you give them, you get like a handful of twenty of the the packs, and you're like, all right, you guys got to pick three packs, and, and you know, they pick three winners, and I, I can't complain because you got some return on it, and I and I got a, a a Kevin Love for my own personal Cleveland collection for however long he stays in <laughs> Cleveland or ends up being there before he's shipped off, but but it's it's fun, it's a way to get them involved, and then um, you know, Dollar Tree came out with. Uh, Donruss basketball and they had those yellow inserts and and I went and picked them up my when my parents were in town and I made everyone in the family we had like six of us in the room everyone got a pack I think I bought like 20 packs I don't think I got anything back in terms of any value no Luca or anything like that but it was just it's fun to be able to open cards with other people so yeah 
That's awesome. That's a good idea. Yeah. I might consider doing that for, for the, the make, stocking make stuffers them. for family this year. And then whenever they pick terrible packs, you can blame it on them that you've wasted whatever it is down the drain. See, that's it's a, it's a mental <laughs> thing. That's right. That's right. We started doing like uh, the dollar scratchers tickets in in the uh, yeah. in the stockings the last couple yes. of years, which is fun yeah, too, but obviously. But yeah, I think a, I think a pack of cards is better, especially with uh, the craze this this Christmas when we're going to have Zion Williamson in, oh, in, in the rookie class. You know, that's right. That'd be fun. But uh, it'll be interesting to see now that he's healthy to play if if he will end up finding his way back onto the court because yeah. you know there's rumors that he is or he isn't. Well, I'm looking know, right now. He's Duke and Syracuse are playing right now. It's 60-53, okay. and Zion Williamson has 27 points. He's in. Zion's He's in. 12 for 12 from the field. Stop. 11 boards. <laughs> is he wearing? Is he wearing Nikes? Is he He's, back in Nikes? I, I think he actually puts up on Instagram. He's wearing Kyrie shoes. Stop. Yeah. That's a. He better watch his knee now. Yeah, exactly. Kyrie's kneecap exploded in his Kyrie one. So. <laughs> oh shoot 6053 that's actually a pretty close game that'll be interesting um i i know you ohio people like there's there's another thing i appreciate about you guys yeah the, the college rivalries are just super impressive like we come i come from kansas city where like kansas versus missouri yeah i mean right. it, this goes back hundreds of years sure. <laughs> from like the border wars right uh, you guys take it pretty serious too yeah we sure do man so and, are, and on every level from even yeah. from high school sports, we have a, a lot of our we're, – we're pretty well known for our, our high school football and, and the out-of-state rivalries for high school football, let alone you get to the college level and the, the professional level. It's just something about sports in general in Ohio <laughs> that whether you're from the inner city or you're from a, a little farm town, whatever it is, you, you take pride in whatever sport you're playing from, uh, gosh, lacrosse all the way up to basketball and football or the major sports. So That's the way it should be. Do with excellence. Yeah, my kids. Um, all right. So, what what products do you least look forward to opening and breaking? Oh, I hate to say it, but Bowman. Goodness you mentioned that great. twice already. So, what's up with Bowman? Why don't is it the, the number of cards? It just the kills number you? of cards, the sorting, and I feel like you you sort it and then you because I feel like I've I've established a pretty efficient way of sorting. Uh, most cards, if you flip them over on the back, you'll see the team logo. And so, you know, as you're sorting them through and you've got your, your sorter or what have you out in front of you, when it gets later in the day and you're over the 400, 500, 600 card count, a lot of those logos start looking the same. And you're just at some point scratching your head wondering, OK, if I stop now and I just try again in the morning, it'll go a lot quicker. And you just try and mentally tell yourself that. But then you're like, if I just get it done now, then I can take it to the post office tomorrow. And so <laughs> it's like Bowman becomes its own mental game. Uh, so for me, that that is by far. But but it's cool to to see when you when you get some of those autos and those different colored parallels, and it it's got its 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 highs. But I would say that's for me probably one of my least favorite, other than Valor Valor football back in the day. That one that one did me in. Okay, nice. All right. Because um, you're are you you love baseball? I mean, do you love yeah. like the prospecting and all that stuff that goes into it, or are you just kind of uh, okay with it? I would say I'm just kind of okay with it. Okay. I, I, the hobby definitely kind of brought it out. So growing up in Ohio, I was a big, obviously, Indians fan, but I had family in Illinois. So we spent a ton of time at Wrigley. So we'd go to Indians games and, and Cubs mm -hmm. games. And then in college, my wife actually worked for the Cubs, worked for Wrigley, and led all the Pride of It stadium tours and 
uh, all the private private events. And so we spent a lot of time in, in college there. And so um, as we've gotten older and we've had family and we will go to a game just two years ago, or last year, I was talking to Tyler Glasnow when he was on the Pirates and I was asking him, what was it like? Tell me what it was like autographing thousands of cards just for, for Bowman baseball. And he was just laughing because he knew that I knew the struggle that he faced of having to <laughs> autograph thousands of of cards just for one product alone, let alone for the the rest that he went into. So, what was his response to that? Did he say he, anything? He chuckled it and he he said, "You have no idea." Or something like that. <laughs> but but he knew that I I I had a concept of the struggle that he faced, and and I didn't share with him that I was a breaker or anything like that. But but I think he understood that I knew how much effort and time he had put into it. So. Well, you could always take the Luka Doncic approach and just have your mom sign. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> what was the one that was last year, two years ago, where it was different autos? I'm trying to think of it now that you brought that up. Oh, shoot. I, I know you're talking about that's it. That's going to bug me, too, where two multiple autos were different. Oh, oh shoot. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that is going to annoy me, we'll, too. We'll disregard that comment. That was me yeah. thinking out loud. Yeah, well, if we have to cut it out, we'll, we'll just pause here for the next five, 15 minutes and figure this out. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, right. It'll come to us. It'll come to one of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. What um, What are you looking forward to most in 2019? What uh, What's got you guys excited? Any big changes? Any big products? The hobby? What What are you guys excited about? I, obviously, I I think the football season coming up this year is going to be huge with the amount of transactions that took place throughout the course of the year. Mm-hmm. I think football is, is how basketball kind of took off for a while here in the winter. And I'm sure it wasn't just here in the Midwest. The, the winter this year was absolutely brutal. And so I think it actually helped the hobby in some cases, especially in terms of breaking. I feel like we, we saw an increase in, in sales. Maybe people were afraid of getting out to go to their local <laughs> card shop or what have you but i felt like we had a really good winter um and with with how things have changed in, in football and and how this upcoming draft i think is going to shape a lot of people uh, because they saw how how big of a difference one guy can make for a team especially in cleveland i think fi- football is going to be great this year so when you think obviously of nt football coming out tomorrow it's going to be great flawless mm. Uh, things of that like origins and stuff like that and, and even even the smaller stuff I think you're going to see a lot more interest in because of I think this is going to be a great year for football interesting and yeah, in baseball I'll be interested to see with all this talks of changing how the all-star game is going to go and stuff like that and all the changes they're making in baseball I do feel like what happens in terms of the leagues does in turn affect affect the the hobby itself and the, the priority of people interested in that um, in that sport, I feel like we've seen hockey die down. Um, obviously, you get closer to the World Cup, and soccer will pick up, mm-hmm. things like that. But, but, but I feel like hockey has had a rough year this year, and especially uh, being in the Midwest and a Blackhawks fan, we've had a rough couple of years. Maybe it's just me kind of speaking that into existence for whatever it is for for hockey breaks. I just feel like it, it's kind of been lackluster. It wasn't necessarily a great rookie class this year. Um, but you never know come come playoff time things could change and the cup is always a great product so mm-hmm. i think yeah. just football is gonna have a great year this fall yeah no i mean you got that and then you got like we just talked about zion williamson and, and some yeah. of that, that the crazy class that we might have next year and we say that every year about every class i realize that with the nba like we we hype this right. year like shanee and i were big fans of this class and obviously it's been panning out because of luka Doncic, but yeah but, and uh, Shani was Shani was one of our early buyers in in PWW. Man, yeah. he was 
uh, thinking back to it, he, he was one of the early guys yeah. back in the old days, the 720 days, back when the camera quality wasn't as good as it is today. So we, we appreciate Shani and, and him sticking with us for sure. Well, in today's episode that, that came out this morning, uh, I, I we were doing the commercial and for you guys, just talking about you guys. And uh, he goes, you know what, actually, let, let me just talk about him because I've actually spent a lot of time and money with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. cool. It was pretty cool. That's cool. But uh, so what what would you say is the biggest concern or, or kind of worry you have about the hobby in general heading into this year? Man, I, I tell you what, the amount of panini points and, and not even just the amount, but the the actual number, the fact that you can have 1,600 panini points in a case of any product it absolutely just blows my mind. It, the fact that, that that seems to be what they believe as like a, a surefire fix of filling in spots for whatever it is, uh, to me is concerning. And then on top of that, the amount of event-worn material, um, it's kind of disheartening. Uh, and then you get guys where, you know, nothing on the Knicks, but we had a select break last week and some dude pulled – two Iman Shumpert relics that weren't even numbered for the Knicks. And I'm like, well, at what point are you just not wanting that in the product at all? Right. And so there's frustration in terms of, of certain companies uh, just kind of putting stuff to fill in there. But then at the same time, uh, what they're adding in terms of, of cards is just bizarre. Like pulled a piece of Ichiro's spike, like a piece of his cleat. And I'm like, this is absurd. Like the, the, to think that growing up you were – absolutely ecstatic when you would pull an auto or a card that's numbered or a parallel. So then you got to the point where there was a chance you had like a one in 10,000 chance to get an auto to now you're pulling game worn. And not only that, you're pulling huge pieces of the bat. And then what fanatics does where you get, you know, officially licensed apparel because some of those breaks were, or some of the products where you get, you know, the autograph stuff, it's just half the Jersey. You have the, the player's name on the back, you know, the name mm-hmm. plate, the number, and it's on just some makeshift jersey, but the autograph is there. But I really enjoy what Fanatics has been doing where you're getting legitimate helmets, you're getting legitimate product in terms of jersey and mm-hmm. and different things like that. And so I, I think how the hobby is changing is, is pretty impressive, uh, but it, it definitely will be interesting to see um, how values will change because as you think about it, what Fanatics is providing, the fact that you can pull – an autographed basketball by Luka Doncic compared to a, a little one by one inch piece of a jersey with an autograph on there. <laughs> right. Just see how those values will affect each other. And so, what you guys are doing with the pricing ladder is, is is really impressive. And I'm sure it takes more time than you guys probably get enough credit for. And so, there's an unsolicited pr- plug back to you guys because I probably don't think you guys get enough uh, credit and and praise for the effort that you guys are putting into that. But it, it helped me list my Trey Young, that's for sure. <laughs> I got it pulled for me, so I appreciate that. Oh, nice. A little, little fist pump, a little fist pound to your, your, your daughter. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, those, those, those definitely suck some time, no doubt about that. Yeah. But that's interesting. I'm going to have to dig into the Fanatic stuff. I, I hadn't really thought about it. I didn't really know they were doing a bunch of cool stuff like that. So yeah, that's one of my takeaways. I'm going to have to dig into that. Soon. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of cool. And Again, you went from the the old. Uh, I'm trying to even think of the name of that product where you just get jerseys or random Hall of Famer helmets and what have you. To now, Fanatics is doing actually officially licensed helmets. You're getting jerseys that are the the Nike on field jersey, where it's hmm. the 
the actual size of the player and not just a size large. You know, it's not just an on-field replica. It's an actual authentic. And so for me, being a big vintage sports memorabilia guy, when you see some of these patches from these Hall of Famers and basketball and football and you can connect the jersey to the era, I do appreciate that Panini has done that. You know, for for example, you pull a Carl Malone Utah Jazz jersey relic and, and you can just picture that piece of the purple relic is right next to the old mountain range across the front of the jazz logo from the nineties or, you know, a Dikembe Mutombo patch auto, you know, right next to the big Hawk logo or whatever it is. I just, I think it's cool that they're starting to grab older material to bring that. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you hope that some of the stuff when they're saying it's, it's game worn or something like that, you certainly hope that it's pretty credible, but uh, I know that there are certain companies that are taking that extra step, you know, putting, this is when the jersey was worn. These are the mm-hmm. the credentials for it. You can find that here on this website. I think that is a really cool idea for the hobby itself. So beautiful. Totally agree. I love it. Yeah, you know your stuff. Well done. I'd, growing up in the growing up in the '90s, man, I tell you what, it was such a unique unique time to grow up because it didn't matter who you were a fan of. Everyone yeah. had that classic starter jacket. You had totally. a champion jersey. You had some vintage snapbacks for teams that you didn't even care for because it was just all about the bizarre <laughs> logos and i love that the nets came back to that what mj did to bring that honeycomb court back oh to the, yeah back to the hornets is classic so, so I, good I, I, i've got a special place in my heart for vintage sports memorabilia and apparel so yeah, i'm with you we grew up in the same era I, I yeah man completely um all right so we're at an hour here we always do our our uh, little rapid fire at the end i got some questions for you let's hear um, it um all right. You sure you're ready for this? Uh, I think so. Let's get it <laughs> go, man. Who's your, uh, what's your favorite customer screen name? Favorite customer. Customer screen name. Screen, screen name. name. Customer screen name. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, I, we've seen some like really inappropriate ones. You're like, man, you, you probably should have thought about that before you put that up there. Right. Man, nothing, nothing really comes comes to mind other, other than uh, new... <laughs> Uh, I don't really know, man. It's it's so bizarre because you, you start to learn these guys by their first name rather than their 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 screen name. I mean, back in the strictly breakers days when we were selling spots there, maybe something would come to mind then. But uh-huh. Battle Tank BT fifty two. There you go. Was, was <laughs> one that sticks out to mind. So. <laughs> what about? Uh, let's just say one. who's your uh, who's your the most entertaining customer you guys have? Most entertaining customer. Um, we have a guy who always buys Toronto spots. His name is Zeljko. And 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 me being a big soccer fan, that, that name Zeljko to me sounds just like a perfect soccer or hockey name. And so I, I always enjoy seeing Zeljko in on a break or or something like that, man. Just when I you, you see him hit a card and you get to see his name come across there and you, you get to say Zeljko with the Raptors <laughs> hit. You know, it's 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 fun. Some of those names are cool to say. Heck yeah, Zeljko sounds like a guy you don't want to mess with. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if he's on our nice side, we'll send him two hobby packs if he. If it is, if there it you go. Win. There you go. Shout out to Zeljko. Um, yeah. All right, you're starting a football franchise today. All righty. What player are you starting with? Gosh, I mean, if I'm going to go with the Homer aspect, it's going to be Baker Baker touchdown maker, but. If I'm looking realistically, pick with your head, not your heart. If I'm picking with my <laughs> head, gosh, uh, I mean it's hard to not pick the man 
with maybe the most impressive hair in the NFL out of Kansas City, the quarterback, Patty Mahomes. Oh, that was a setup. You fell into my trap. That dude, and here's the thing. Pat Mahomes came into this league with a swagger that maybe people didn't expect or anticipate, riding pine for a year, but when you gave him the ball, he, he slung it. And so I think Baker picked up on that, and so maybe that's why I've got that that connection with with Pat Mahomes, but and Travis Kelsey, a big Cincinnati Bearcat, who yeah. I'm a big fan of. So he's he's been tossing it to my boy Kelsey quite a bit. So <laughs> nice. No, I, I figured you'd probably have to uh, err on the side of Baker Mayfield, and, and yeah, that's, not a, that's not a bad pick at all. Um, all right. Yeah. So what what uh, what movie director is directing your biopic? Oh man, it's. I feel like if you don't choose Spielberg, you've messed up. <laughs> Okay. Um, or, right. or maybe, honestly, because of Prestige Worldwide, you already know we're going with Will Ferrell. There you go. All right. Well, that leads, the legend. leads to my next and question. The, what what actor would your wife pick to portray you? Oh, absolutely, Will Ferrell. Oh, man. We, we have the same sense of humor. I'm pretty sure at my own funeral, I'll be laughing in my grave. I'm just, I have a hard time keeping things serious, and I think that's one of the reasons why uh, we excel so well in terms of uh, of breaking and not only that but maintaining a business kind of culture but also uh making it more of a friendship because we can all just kind of be ourselves and ourselves is pretty wild so <laughs> beautiful yeah What's, uh, okay well let's just let's keep that train rolling then who, who do you pick to portray your wife and your biopic oh man i hope she doesn't listen to this but jennifer aniston <laughs> Well, look at you. All right. 10 out of 10. <laughs> and my wife, my wife's a big Friends fan, so. Well done. Well done. What, uh, what skill do you want to improve this year? Skill do I want to improve? Are we talking breaking or just in general? You can take that wherever you want. What skill do you want to improve? I want to improve a skill. I want to be better at golf this year. Uh, last year was, was kind of a rough year for golf. Um, I'd like to hit a hole-in-one. My father-in-law has, has gone golfing 10 times in his life, and he has a hole-in-one. Oh, That upsets me. That upsets uh, me too, yeah. I would, I would like to hit a hole-in-one this summer. Odds of that happening are, are slim to none, but um, we, we're right, we live, I, I, I live right on the border of Illinois and, and Iowa, so I'm right near the John Deere Classic, so we're, we're booking it. I'm playing at john deere this this upcoming spring and i'm gonna lose about 12 balls but i'm hoping to par at least one hole so i'm gonna get better at golf here's the bet i'll make you i, I bet right. you'll pull at least two super fractors by the time you hit a hole in one. Oh man i've already pulled one <laughs> oh, I know that. Okay. so i would say i'm probably pretty close <laughs> and i'm and it'll probably be bowman as well you know? exactly <laughs> you know it will be It'll be Bowman, and it'll be the, the saving joy of me not wanting to just end it all. And and for a while, shout out to Alex, because Alex at the time, we gave Alex all the Bowman. Man, we're like, Alex, yeah, come join us, man. Here's a bunch of Bowman. We appreciate you, bro. <laughs> so there's a little plug to Alex for sticking with us, even though we gave him Bowman for days. That's funny. Do you guys normally have kind of a uh, – you divvy up products certain ways, or do you, you vote on it? You yeah, and, and for a while, and and with again with our schedules, with with four of us breaking in different time zones and, and what have you, we'll say, hey, how much time do you think you realistically have? How many breaks you want to get in? That sort of thing. And so we factor the product based on that. But then sometimes you'll get the surprise of 
the big box will come from UPS and, you know, some of the product doesn't have necessarily a label on the outside and the invoice isn't in there. And I'll text Scott, what is this? This is a big box. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're in for a treat. But we're, we're, we're pretty good at divvying up who gets what product and the, the higher end stuff. But again, I think we love we love card breaking so much. So it doesn't really matter what it what it is. We're going to we're going to hype it up and make it enjoyable for everyone. Heck, yeah. Heck, Heck yeah. yeah. All right. So last question for you. Sure. Most impactful book or article you've read in the last five years? Most impactful book. There's a book called Man of the Wild, and it's basically a, a book, How to Be a Better Man. And uh, a friend of mine, his dad told me if I wanted to be a, a real guy and be a real <laughs> husband or be a real man, I needed to read this book and apply it to my life. And, and I hate reading. Uh, but I read that book and it was great. And then Chuck Liddell's book. I, I met Chuck oh. Liddell, a book signing, and, and I was literally the last person in line and I got his autograph and he hadn't won a fight after he got my, I got his autograph. So I take all the credit, the credit Chuck for your career going downhill. It was my handshake that your right hand is trash now and you have a glass jaw, but at least I read his book and I thought it was pretty interesting. So <laughs> beautiful. Okay. You say man of the wild, man of the wild. Yeah. It's just a, a book about a guy and it, it pretty much just tells his life of, of how he's gone through difficult stuff and he compares it to times when he went camping and everything didn't go well or times that he failed as a father or as a husband or whatever. And just motivational book for me to be a better person in general. So there you go. Good stuff. Right on. Awesome. Ethan. We, Ty, we, appreciate we, your time, man. Hour and three minutes. Well done. We did it. Go enjoy your family. I will. They're already probably all asleep. <laughs> Hopefully. I'm going to go play some Xbox probably and fall asleep here too. So There you go. All right. Remind people where to find you guys and uh, parting words. PWWcards.com. Prestige Worldwide Sports and Cards. You can find us on eBay at PWWcards slash under, or underscore breaks. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're not on that Snapchat level yet. I think that's a new dimension that the card industry <laughs> probably won't hit, and that's okay. Please no. Uh, yeah. But but you can find us pretty much anywhere, and then of course catch us on YouTube and uh, catch your breaks if you missed them, or if you just want to see what we're like, you can find us there at PW PWW Cards. Uh, and again, we just uh, appreciate the opportunity, Ty, and yep. everything that Breaker Culture is doing. That you're actively involved in the the breakers lives and the community itself and and then to give everyone those not a breaker but just in the hobby a little taste of of what they can get in terms of value for the cards and what they're looking for so you got it good stuff appreciate it thanks you man you have a great one all right you too later